In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In keeping with the theme of the Advent season, which is to prepare ourselves for the second coming of Christ, we asked God today to purify our conscience through daily visitations. I don't know about you, but when I read it side by side with the gospel for today, it's a scary thought. Just imagine God visiting you every day like he visited Mary. Even more scary, however, is the thought of what would I say to God if he commissions me with his purpose as he looks upon me with favor? Would I have to use Paul's words, the obedience of faith that Mary expresses in her response, here am I, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word? Or would I impress upon God that, God, I am an Episcopalian. In my tradition, we reason and we doubt. So God, let me think about it, for I'm not even sure if I want to believe in a God that invades my privacy on a daily basis. You see, friends, it is much easier to theologically ponder such beautiful ideas as the obedience of faith, but much harder to actually practice them. As a human person, I am inclined to act like King David, who out of his reverence for his God sought to build an equally beautiful mansion for his God as he himself lived in. After all, is it fair that I live in a house of cedar and my God in a lousy tent? No person of faith would find that acceptable. Our God should definitely have equal or better abode than us. This has been a very typical, faithful response to God's love through the ages. Faithful people have always sought to give God the best. In fact, through the ages, we have fought with each other the battle of Cain and Abel over and over again. We have fought over good theology and bad theology. We have fought over right doctrine and wrong doctrine. We have condemned people to hell and devised ways to assure people heaven if they, of course, paid the right amount for their indulgences. And if you are thinking that such a behavior is of past times, well, not so. 
Today we are fighting this battle over our ideas on moral and social issues regardless of our religious fervor. The battle of determining the faithful response is still being waged no matter how we view God or even faith. In the midst of this battle, I find it most amusing that God has been very clear about this subject from time immemorial. First, God has made it abundantly clear over and over again that the faithful do not determine who God is. God determines the life of the faithful. To be quite honest, God determines the life of the unfaithful as well. So this squabbling over the correctness of a faithful response on moral and social issues is truly pointless. And this whole business of whether I can believe in such and such a God or not is completely irrelevant to the existence of God. We do not determine God's existence or even his attributes or the way God manifests God's self. God determines our existence and how we act and have our existence. This is the clear message to King David, and this should be a clear message to us also. Second, I'm amused by this constant battle over a faithful response because nowhere in the gospel that I read does Jesus say, since you are such a good person, be healed. Or your goodness has made you well. Or since you have done such good works, follow me. Or I see that you have read all the good books on theology by all the top theologians. You shall be the rock on which I shall build my church. Thankfully, Jesus is never reported to have made our warped understanding of a faithful response the foundation of his good news. Jesus did not seek goodness in people. He sought faith. He was not interested in correctness of thought, doctrine, or even political correctness. He was interested in faith. He did not care if the person was a prostitute or a tax collector or a rich man who did everything right or a socially outcast leper or culturally pariah Samaritan. He simply did not care about the issue of good and bad. His exhortation was focused on one and only one thing. Is there an obedience of faith? Can you give away all your wealth and put your entire trust in the maker of heaven and earth? 
Can you disassociate from every relationship that you hold dearly? Leave them behind and follow me? Like his mother Mary, can you completely put aside the cultural anathema of being a virgin, unmarried mother bearing God himself and accept the divine plan? Friends, we can continue to debate and doubt. We can continue to be politically correct and intellectually appealing. In this debating, we can be deeply faithful and reverent, just like King David. We can find many faithful ways to distract ourselves from the obedience of faith. Yes, it is hard to have the obedience of faith like Mary. No one ever said it is easy or that it will be easy. And that is why, and that is why we ask God's help to purify our conscience. So, if you could please, let's take out the worship bulletin and say together the collect for the day. Purify our conscience, Almighty God, by your daily visitation, that your Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming, may find in us a mansion prepared for himself who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.